Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, radio listeners. My name is Tyrone Lowe. I'm your engineer for this evening, and we have a special guest. I met this young lady in the gym, and she just inspired me with some type of spirituality about her, and I just have to have her on the show. So I'm going to welcome to you Dr. Thatcher Brown. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me, and it's always a pleasure to speak to God's people. Before I go into my message, I would just like to share a testimony. I am a business owner, and when my business came under an attack, the first thought that entered my mind was the devil. I began to entertain the devil by rebuking and binding his assignment. As time went by, I then started to question myself and God. One morning, I was waking up by the Holy Spirit, and I went to use the bathroom. And as I was sitting there, the Lord began to download into my spirit. At the end, he said, tell my people, stop worrying about the devil. Remain steadfast in faith. How many of you know it's not what you go through that affects your life, but it's how you go through that affects your life? I want to go into the book of Peter, First Peter. Chapter 5, verse 8, starting with verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resisteth fast in the face, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren, that are in the world. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to grace your people with your word. Father, I pray that this word does not fall by the wayside, but on good grounds. Lord, let it not return void. Let the word take root within the hearer, bringing forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. He that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Here we're mentioning, this scripture mentions the devil, and it tells us to be sober, to be vigilant. The devil is a liar. He is the accuser of the brethren, and he is the voice of accusation. With that being said, it is good to know your enemy, but most importantly, above all, you must know who your commander-in-chief is, and his name is Jesus. He is our Savior. Saving is his job description, and saving us is what he does best. You must also know who you are in Christ Jesus. The devil is like a roaring lion, and he knows who he knows those who are Holy Ghost filled and have God's power within them. Know that he is who is in you. Know that he that is greater in you than he that's in the world. The devil is so cunning, and what he tries to do is immobilize us with distractions in our minds and through our thought process, especially when we are going through. 
When you are thought conscious, you will find yourself talking to the devil more than you talk to God. You will become so devil conscious instead of God conscious. The devil's trick is to get you to focus on your problems and or condition so that you are no longer focused on the word of God pertaining to your situation. The devil will have you to be so mindful of the pain or sickness in your body. And when you are so consumed with the symptoms and their findings, you will see sickness manifest. But God wants us to focus on who we are and what we have in Christ Jesus. When you are conscious that you are healed in the name of Jesus, you will see healing manifest. Lay hands on yourself daily. Decree and declare, I am healed in the name of Jesus. And speak the word of God and make it personal. Father, your grace is sufficient for me, for your strength is made perfect in my weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That's 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. Remember what you are conscious of will manifest. So be conscious of Christ, who is all the power of God with you and or inside you, and you will see that power manifest. Stop worrying about the devil. Remain steadfast in faith. After receiving revelatory knowledge of resisting the devil, I realized that we resist the devil not by focusing on resisting him, but by being established in the faith that we are made right with God through Jesus' blood. For the word of God states, for he, talking about God, have made him, speaking about Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, speaking about Christ Jesus. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Satan will make you feel that you are unqualified and are not worthy to stand in God's presence by pointing out all your flaws, weaknesses, and blemishes. He will keep on reminding you of your mistakes, your failures, your iniquities, and your sins. He will use condemnation to perpetrate the cycle of defeat in your life. As a believer, learn to put the word on it and make it personal, for God will be merciful to my unrighteousness, and my sins and my iniquities will God remember no more. And then put the highest praise on it. Hallelujah! 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 When the devil tells you you cannot receive your healing until you pay for your transgressions, you better put a word on it and let the devil know Jesus was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes I am healed. Then put a praise on it. Satan would accuse you, condemn you, and try to persuade your heart to believe that he can use or cause misfortune in your life or in the lives of your children. Know that Satan is a liar and he is the voice of accusations. Let that devil know the word of God. 
case. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature should be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Then put a praise on it. Satan cannot stand your praise. The truth of the matter is the devil cannot enforce anything in your life if he cannot persuade your heart. And your heart cannot be persuaded if it is steadfast in faith. And if it's established in righteousness, the word of God tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Stop worrying about the devil. Remain steadfast in faith. At this time, I would like to call my first witness to take the stand, and his name is Job. The book of Job is primarily about the suffering of the righteous. I come to tell you that the righteous will suffer persecution. But David lets us know that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Job, chapter 1. In the book of Job, we look at chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. I will not be reading those scriptures, but I will just be speaking on them. Here it is, Satan is going to and fro and walking up and down as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Yet Satan never saw Job or the children of God. In the book of Exodus, death came upon the Egyptians, but because of the blood of the lamb, death could not touch the children of Israel. Death could not hold them down because through Jesus' death, he destroyed him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Satan can only target the unbelievers, those who refuse to serve the true and living God. Don't ever let anyone tell you that once you become a Christian, you have a target on your back. The only folks that have a target on their backs to be seen by the devil are those who are not serving God and who has not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God got your back, and he places a hedge of protection around you and your possession. Today, that hedge of protection is the blood of Jesus. When the devil sees the blood, he has to pass on by. Hallelujah. Ah, in verse 8, God places Job on display. Have you considered my servant Job? God began to elaborate on the characteristics of Job, a man who's perfect, upright, fear God, and eschewed evil. Satan responded, Doth Job fear God for naught? The Amplified Bible states, Does Job fear God for nothing? 
it is evident that Satan was challenging the motive behind Job's worship and service to God. Satan wanted to show that Job lived as he did because God had blessed him and placed a hedge of protection around him and his possession. In other words, Satan was saying this was Job's motive for why he worshipped and served God. I come to tell you, God judges, judges men's motives behind their actions, not the actions themselves. Let's look at motives versus actions. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, reading verse 5 through 7, Service, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, and singleness of your heart, as unto Christ. Not with eye service or men pleasers, but as the servant of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service, as to the Lord and not to man. Some folks are serving in the body of Christ just to be seen and to please man. They are not doing it from their heart. Move them out of position and they will curse you and talk about you behind your back. And when and however you serve in the house of prayer, do it with a willing heart as unto the Lord and not unto man. Do not get caught up trying to please man, which is demonstrated by your actions, because your motives will become displeasing to God. Looking at going back to Job chapter 1, verse 11, Satan is challenging God. Now God puts forth his hand and touched all that Job had, and the hedge of protection disappeared. If God does not remove his protection from his people, Satan can have no influence or is free to act in the affairs of God's people. Consequently, Satan cannot cause affliction, nor can he cause a person to commit sin. Satan must submit himself to whatever God chooses to do. In verse 12, we see God turns over Job and his possessions into the power of Satan. Keep in mind, Satan is the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that worketh it in the children of disobedience. Keep in mind, Satan cannot operate on his own. Let's see who Satan used to do his evil works. In verse 15, we see that he called on the Sabians. The Sabians attacked and swooped up the oxen, the asses, and slain the servants, but he left a witness. In verse 16, he caused the fire of God, which is lightning, to fall from heaven. We know that this was not the act of God, but God provided the means for Satan to act by allowing him to have power over the forces of nature. The fire burnt up the sheep and the servants, but left a witness. Chaldeans, here we see in verse 17, he uses the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans raided and taken away, took away the camels, the camels, and slain the servants. In verse 19, he used a whirlwind, which is tornadoes, hurricanes, to kill his children and those in the house. On each account, God allowed someone to escape so that they may become 
a witness. God allow us to go through and come out so that we can become a witness, take the stand, solemnly affirm to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me, God, and testify on behalf of Jesus. In all of this, Job never falsely accused God. He never abandoned his faith, and he never went to the enemy's camp to take back what the enemy stole from him. Remember, Job is shrewd, shunned from evil, and he knew that he wrestled not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the ruler of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Colossians 1 and 16 informs us that by God were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Do not ever try to go into the enemy's camp and take back what the devil has stolen from you unless you have been sent by God. Let the unseen fight the unseen. This battle is not ours. It belongs to the Lord. Some folks have used David as an excuse to go into the enemy's camp. One thing about David Before David went into the enemy's camp, he always sought God. He seeked God all the time before he went into the enemy's camp. And he asked the question, should I pursue? Should I overtake them? And God answered, pursue them. Make sure you get an answer from God before you go. Job was not suffering because of his sins. God would allow Satan to inflict suffering even on those who have not brought it upon themselves by sinful living so that in his provincial purposes he can purify and perfect his people. As long as you are on this spiritual journey for Christ, your faith is going to be tried and tested for the purpose of strengthening and purifying. This is the sovereignty of God, but we must put our trust in Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Remain steadfast in faith. When you are steadfast, you are firmly established Strengthened, unwavering, and settled in purpose and in faith. Your faith will be tested. God allows faith to be tested to, number one, prove the authenticity of your faith. Number two, to develop Christian character and integrity. Number three, to strengthen and purify God's people, just to name a few. God would allow Satan to test your faith through difficult circumstances, persecution, and discouraging people. But know that God will be there with you all the way. Fear ye not, 
stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. See God work it out for you. Read and meditate on the word of God daily. Let it become your daily bread. Let the word of God become a part of you. Its truth shall penetrate your minds and hearts at the same time shaping your thinking and your actions so that you become spiritually grounded, not tossed to and fro and carried away with every wind of doctrine or teaching. Remain faithful, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who imparts his blessings and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you, making you what you ought to be. To God be the glory and dominion forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to hear God's word. God bless you all. I want to thank you so much, Doc. Um, you you spoke a word that was, like, so pathetic. I mean, it was really, 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 really awesome. I thank you so much thank for being you. on my show. And don't be a stranger because um, we have the millions and the millions listening, and I'm sure they'd like to hear from you again, and you are always welcome to be on my show. Thank you. All right, so um, with that, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening, and I know that you got a lot out of it. Uh, I know I did, and um, it's good to be refreshed by the word. And like she says, it's about doing things from the heart and not doing things to please man. And that's why I do this show. And um, well, we'd like to thank you again, and I'm going to try to do a show every Saturday, like I've always been doing, and I'll be doing it at uh, 5 o'clock on Saturdays. So apparently, this is it, and we'll be signing off, and God bless everyone. Thank you.